Essays into the Lively Lexicon, Bread, by Steve Bostrom. Sometimes my sons call me Earl. It's an odd and treasured nickname I hear. Earl, would you make me a sandwich? I take delight in hearing that name and in ransacking the fridge and pantry to create a savory sandwich. And there is a much larger story behind that ordinary reality. Sandwich is derived from John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, 1718 to 1792. Some say that the Earl was so busy gambling that he did not take the time to have a formal meal. Others suggest Sandwich was preoccupied with naval, political, and artistic matters. Apparently, he would ask his servants to bring him portions of meat between two slices of bread. As others began to order the same as Sandwich... Sandwich made its way into our vocabulary. Like sandwich, some words come to us in a straightforward manner. For example, our forebearers started calling taverns bars in the late 1500s because of the barrier or counter over which the drinks or food were served. Or take another single-syllable Old English word, bread. English students who learn other languages are grateful for the similarity between bread and braud, Old Norse, brud, Danish, brad, Old Frisian, brat, Middle Dutch, brud, Dutch, and brat, German. By about 1200, straightforward bread had replaced the usual Anglo-Saxon word hlaf, H-L-A-F. Halaf's history is not straightforward. Halaf had been transformed to become our word loaf. The H faded away. A stayed but was overpowered by a new O that took precedence. Halaf became loaf. Got it? Consider the English translation of four Anglo-Saxon words paired with halaf. English, manna. Anglo-Saxon, halaf, heavenly loaf. English, communion bread. Anglo-Saxon, halaf masse, loaf used at mass. English, taking communion. Anglo-Saxon, halafgang, loaf-going. English, breadwinner. Anglo-Saxon, halafweird, loaf-warden, or one who provides and guards bread. Now, let's watch another part of the Anglo-Saxon bakery vocabulary transform. By the 14th century, the final word, halaf weird lost not only its H, but also its F and W. People call this guardian of the loaf L-E-A-R-D or L-A-I-R-D and eventually Lord. To think that nobility had such a practical history, caring for our daily bread is refreshing. Such history sustains the humble and challenges us all when the upper crust grows stale by losing compassion. But what about the Lord, who, according to Lamentation 3.22, 
His compassion never fails. Imagine God's delight when English translators chose Lord, Lofordan, as the English equivalent of the Hebrew Yahweh. What a connection. Yahweh is, I am that I am, the unending source, holy and eternal, but also the personal, intimate, covenant name of God, by far his most frequently used name in Scripture, 5,321 times. How grand that God helped the Hebrews understand who he is by this name. But for our Anglo-Saxon forebearers, Lord added new dimensions to the name above all names. Imagine understanding Hebrew history with Anglo-Saxon eyes. Manna, heavenly halaf, was a heaven-sent wafer-like substance that tasted of honey and oil and could be ground or milled, baked or boiled. Exodus 16.15, when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? Hebrew, manna. For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord, Yahweh, has given you to eat. For forty years the Lord would send manna, the bread of heaven. What a loaf master. After the Hebrews entered the promised land, Moses summarized God's purpose for them in sending manna. Deuteronomy 8.3 He humbled you causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your fathers had known to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Bread for our souls. For the Hebrews in worship, God also made it clear that he was the one who provided bread. As worshipers came to the tabernacle or the temple, there was always the smell of freshly baked bread. In the Holy of Holies were the Ten Commandments, Aaron's rod, and the golden pot of perpetually fresh manna. Loaf master, indeed. What a plan God had to take Lord, a name from a tribe, the Anglo-Saxons, a tribe like the Crow tribe of Montana, and have it flourish so that over two billion English speakers today could utter, Lord, multiplying loaves indeed. All of us, Hebrews and English and more, are called to remember that we live not on bread alone, that real life comes through the revelation of God that leads to communication with him. We can tell the Lord about all kinds of concerns like daily bread. Proverbs 30 Verse 7, two things I ask of you, Lord, do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, who is the Lord? Parentheses, that is, I'll be my own, loaf warden, in parentheses. Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Sometimes daily bread was in short supply for the Hebrews, so they called upon the Lord during famine. Famine sent Joseph's family to Egypt. Famine caused Naomi and her family to flee to Moab. There were famines during Elijah's time. 
But God sent deliverance through heroes like Joseph, Boaz. Elijah in the wilderness was fed by ravens. Did these ravenous birds bring him bread and meat from the king's table? Then came the great rescue, the great transformation. The loaf warden became the loaf. After gestating nine months in the womb of a virgin, the loaf warden fulfilled prophecy by being born in Beth, house of, Lehem, bread, Anglo-Saxon, Halaf, hus. At the beginning of his public ministry, we find this man of fasting, starving. Like too many people in this world, Jesus knew hunger. He did so because he identified with us. And on occasion, though he would not turn stone into bread for his own needs, he miraculously multiplied bread to feed thousands. Loaf warden, indeed. Jesus also knew we have a deep spiritual hunger that only he can satisfy. In that famine on the cross, the father ground up, kneaded up, his dear, dear, willing son. He not only broke his son, the heaven-sent kernel of wheat, he molded the flour into a loaf and baked it, baked him. And from this crushing and grinding and kneading and molding and baking on the cross came a loaf with sweet life. For those who would believe, my life for yours. Take and eat this marvelous wonder. Bread, hot cross buns, indeed. John 6.32, Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Ask the Lord for the whole loaf. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Sucking out some of the marrow nourishment from the bone words with you, I am Steve Bostrom. Mm-hmm.